not necessarily a traditional Christmas passage, but I told Brother Michael this morning, this is where the Lord led us to preach, and I'm going to share just a very simple story of Christmas and about Christ. John chapter 1, you find it, if you would stand. I do want to remind you tonight, service will be at 4, not 5. Uh, those that are able to make it back will have some more singing. be our last opportunity to sing some Christmas hymns together, and I'll share a message with you and let you be on your way. Tried to adjust our afternoon service a little bit. That way you could squeeze it in between lunch and dinner. Uh, it'd probably do us all good to miss a, a dinner here or there, but if you don't want to miss Christmas dinner, right? Those leftovers are, are so good. John chapter 1, uh, pick up in verse 1. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and the Bible says all things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The Bible goes on to tell us about John, and how John was the one that came before as the forerunner of Christ uh, to bear witness of Christ. The Bible says, though, in verse 11, if you'll pick up there, <clears throat> he came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Let's stop there and, and let's pray. Father, I, I do thank you this morning. And Lord, as sincere as I can in, in this flawed flesh, I just want to praise you for being willing to send Jesus, Lord, that I could be saved. And not just me, but my family and the entire world, past, present, and future. A truly an unspeakable gift this morning. Father, that you were willing to give it. And now, Father, I, I, I'm so honored to be able to tell about it and to share that this morning. And I know most folks that are here on Christmas Sunday morning are, are, are probably saved. But, Father, perhaps we don't understand, Lord, maybe the story as well as we should and all that you went through and all that you did. And I pray you'd help us a little bit today, Lord, if not through what I say with, Lord, my mouth, but, Lord, through your Holy Spirit. I pray that, Father, you'd help the message, Lord, that you have for each of us uh, to be heard and received and responded to. And Lord, there is one here today. What a special day it would be for someone who doesn't know for sure that heaven's their home. That, Father, they don't know that their name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. What a special day it would be for someone to come to know Jesus on his birthday, on his day. I pray that you give us liberty today. Give me clarity of mind. Help me to say what needs to be said and nothing more. And I pray that you'd be glorified through it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I know that this week has been a uh, probably a busy week for everybody and a lot going on and uh, traditions and dinners with families and uh, parties and uh, we had several different services here throughout this past couple of weeks our outdoor service and then our communion service on Wednesday night and uh, I know how easy it is to get in the routine of checking boxes and I like getting things done. I don't like uh, leaving things undone. I was talking to Miss Bonnie the other night about that, uh, how I look forward to checking things off the list and getting things done. And uh, I know that there's been a temptation. Now, you may be uh, extremely spiritual, and I hope you are, but I'm not as spiritual as I should be all the time, okay? I'm just going to bear witness of that today, and you've probably already uh, come to that conclusion yourself. And there have been a lot of times this week throughout the course of 
our schedule, being in Louisiana with my wife's family, having Christmas with them, and trying to get to my mom and dad's after service today, have uh, a lunch with them, and make it back by four today, <clears throat> that it's very easy to kind of just say, I'm going to try to squeeze all of this in. And try to, okay, i got to be at church this morning because, I mean, hey, you got to show up on Christmas. I mean, that would look bad if you're not here, so we got to check that box today. And then, all right, got to do family and lunch and all that, and, and then go down and listen. Be back tonight at 4, and then, whew, tonight I'm going to relax and exhale a little bit. Now, don't raise your hand, but I bet this morning that a few of you have felt that way throughout the week. I'll be honest with you, I have. A lot of things going on around a pastor's house. It's busy, and I'm sure around your house it is as well. But could I just encourage you this morning, just for a few minutes, the message uh, I've told uh, Brother Kyle when he was micing me up today, I'm, gonna not chase, I'm not going to chase any unnecessary rabbits today, okay? I'm going to do my best not to chase any unnecessary rabbits. Now, understand it falls to me to decide which ones are necessary. And which ones are not necessary. Amen, Brother Edwards? That's my prerogative, okay? That's in my contract. But I'll try to not to, to chase any unnecessary ones. But I do want to encourage you today. Uh, don't just squeeze the service in. Take a few minutes today to let the Word of God uh, dwell in your heart and work in your heart and the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. I'm going to share with you what God's laid on my heart. It's very, very simple. As outlines go, it's very basic, but all what the Holy Spirit probably has to say to you this morning uh, is far beyond what I could tell you, but you're going to have to set aside all the noise of everything we have going on after the service and throughout the rest of this holiday. I did some reading about statistics on who celebrates Christmas. It's estimated that in America, 85% of, of our, our citizens woke up celebrating this holiday that most of us know and love very well. And worldwide, around 2.5 billion people woke up this morning celebrating Christmas. Now understand that not everybody who celebrates Christmas today celebrated it as a holy day, okay? You know, there's a difference in a holiday and a holy day. Uh, as a child of God, we mark this day as the day that we celebrate the birth of our Savior. For us, this is a holy day, but uh, for a lot of the world, this is just a holiday, right? Uh, for retailers, it's a holiday. For Amazon, it's a holiday. Uh, not for UPS drivers, though. It's definitely not a holiday for them. But for a lot of people this morning, they celebrate this holiday and they celebrate this season. But I believe a lot of people do it merely out of tradition. I'm a very traditional person. I love traditions, and sometimes I am traditional to a fault. You ask my wife and daughter, there are things I, I do repetitively. I am a creature of habit, uh, but I pray that today is not a, 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 a holiday of tradition. I pray this is genuinely a holy day for you, and this day has some significance to you. And here's what I was thinking earlier in the week. How sad is it that so many around the world are celebrating this day and celebrating and acknowledging this holiday, really missing out on the holiness of this day and what this day represents. It's hard not to hear Christmas music at Walmart. It's everywhere. I was in a mall in Louisiana the other day, and Christmas music is playing in the mall. And I love Christmas music. I'd listen to it year-round if I could, but uh, uh, it would probably get old after a while. So I try to keep it within the you know October, December range, try to keep it within there. And I was walking around the mall, and I think it was Nat King Cole who was singing joy to the world. Now, I don't know Nat King Cole. never met him, okay? Maybe you did, but I never had it. I don't know of his testimony, but it's amazing to me how many people in our world celebrate it and sing about it and could be so close to it, to understanding, singing about joy to the world, the Lord has come. And we celebrate the traditions of this holiday and how many yet truly miss out on the meaning of what this holiday is all about and what we're honoring and what we're celebrating? 
I think it would be a tragedy this morning to come this close and to miss it altogether. How sad would it be this morning to be in God's house celebrating the birth of our Savior with God's people, reading from God's word, and to totally miss what this was all about. Do you know I believe this morning there's a lot of saved people that are truly missing what this is all about? A lot of saved people. Now, obviously, if you're lost, you're missing it. If you're lost this morning, you've never received Christ as your Lord and Savior. You are missing what Christmas is all about. You can celebrate the holiday, but you're missing out on the holiness of this day. That the fact that God loved mankind enough that he sent his only begotten son to live a sinless life and to sacrifice it on the cross of Calvary just for you. That's what this is all about. And how sad it would be to celebrate it, but to miss out on what it's all about. And I believe this morning we have an opportunity not just to learn more about the Christ of Christmas, but really to appreciate it and to honor it a little bit more this morning. And so here's what I want you to do by way of message today. I want you to reconsider the Christ of Christmas. Reconsider the Christ of Christmas. And for a few minutes, we're going to walk through John. I I don't want to preach at you. I want to share something with you. And I pray the Holy Spirit will help you understand a little bit more about what we're doing here today and what this is all about. Notice, if you will, I want you to look down to verse 1. The Bible says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, notice that's a capital W. It's proper. And now we have our first clue about how we can understand Christmas a little bit better this morning because verse 1 explains who he is. Now we understand what he was here to do, right? We know that he was here to live a sinless life for each and every one of us. And we understand what he was here to do. He was here to live and to die and to rise again for us and pave it for our sin. But the question is, do we really understand who he is? Verse number one gives us a little bit of a glimpse in that because, you know, knowing who, what someone did and knowing that person personally is totally different. There's a lot of people around the world this morning, they know what Jesus did. Jesus is at the very least a historical figure. You look in societies all over our world, civilizations all over our world, there's oftentimes a reference to Jesus Christ as a historical figure in what he was willing to do. But it's important we see who he was this morning. The Bible says in verse number one, in the beginning was the word. Interesting. Interesting. Didn't say he carried the word. It says he was the word, that Jesus is the word. Now, why is that important? Well, the best way to get to know someone is in their own words. And John gives us a glimpse of who Jesus is. It says Jesus is the word. Now, what does that mean? Well, it simply means this. What God desired to say He put it in the form of man and sent the message to us through God the Son, the word that the Bible would go on to say in John 1, that was made flesh. Now, here's what I want you to understand this morning. The first thing I want you to reconsider, notice this, that Jesus was God's message to mankind. Jesus was the word. He was what God wanted to say to us. And rather than God send a telegram, you know, he could have done that. Rather than just send an angel to say, hey, by the way, God wanted you to know this. No, the Bible says that Jesus is the word. He's everything that God wanted to say to us. And this morning, listen, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that God sent man a message, and that message was Jesus Christ. Everything that he wanted to say to us was wrapped up in that babe that was born in that manger. You know, we, we, we see people... 
Uh, you know, I, I see husbands and wives, they say as we get, we were married longer, we start looking like each other. Now, for my wife, that's not good news for me. That's great news, all right? You know, you see people and it reminds you of other people, you know, that's just, a, you know, you see people do things and hey, that's just who they are, you know? You're, you know, quirky people, all right? Some of you are, okay? Some of you are like, no, no, it's you. <laughs> you're the quirky person. And you have quirks about you, and you're like, that's just who they are, okay? That's their personality. Do you know who Jesus was? He was the Word. He was what God wanted to say to mankind. He was the message to mankind. Now, why is this important? Well, you need to appreciate the simple fact that God wanted to have a conversation with you and I to begin with. You think about this, all right? Let's go back to the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And he created mankind. And boy, he created the perfect world for mankind to live in. And God had sweet fellowship with man. Can you imagine having conversations with God? But then all of a sudden, man decided that he wanted to have his say, right? God had his say. Now, man had his say. And man messed up all that God had. And sin had a say in the life of man. I'll be honest with you. If I was God, I probably would have given mankind the silent treatment for all eternity. Why? God says, I want to have a conversation with you. I want to have fellowship with you. But you have broken fellowship with me. If I was God, I would have given me the silent treatment. But here's the good news. After sin had its say in my life and your life, the Bible says that God had a message for man. God wanted to reestablish contact with us. God wanted to keep the conversation going. Can I tell you something this morning? You ought to thank God today that God had something that he wanted to say to you. God could have cut us off. God could have said, you have broken my law. You have transgressed my word. But God reached out to us through the message of his son, the word. What does the Bible go on to say in John 1, verse number 14? The word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. Galatians 4.4 4 says this, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. Do you know what God was saying? Stick with me, okay? That sin's not going to have the last word. God wanted you to know this morning that even though we sinned and because of our sin we deserve to be eternally separated from God, God was not going to allow sin to have the last word. And the last word was through the Lord Jesus Christ. And can I tell you, case closed. I'm thankful today that sin did not have the last word in my life. Why? Because I'd be eternally damned to a devil's hell. I'm thankful that God was willing to send his son who was what? Verse 1, the word, and that word was made flesh, and he dwelt among us. Aren't you glad that God wanted to have a say in your eternity? Think about it. God could have just said, no. I tried. I wanted to have fellowship with you. No, you didn't want to. And when sin had its say in my life, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. You see, that's what sin will do to you. But aren't you glad God says, hey, I, I, I have something to say about that. That when I was on my way to hell, doomed to be separated from God, God had something to say about that. And what did God have to say? Jesus. The word that was made flesh and dwelt among us. 2 Peter 3.9. You ought to take this to heart today. The Bible says the Lord is not slack concerning his promise. 
as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. I'm so thankful that God got the last word, and the last word was Jesus Christ. God was having a say in your eternity. Oh, if he hadn't have spoke up, we'd be doomed to spend eternity in the devil's hell, forever separated from God. But thank God he spoke up. And he spoke up through his son. Number one, notice Jesus was God's message to mankind. He was the word. If you've ever been to an auction, I've been to a few in my life, they're dangerous. Even the eBay ones are dangerous. Because all you're, you're just clicking your finger, you know, and you can sit there and click, click, and all of a sudden your pride gets welled up, and next thing you know, you know, you're spending $40 on something, you can get a Dollar General for two, but hey, you won the auction, right? You won. That's all that matters is that you won. You know, when you go to an auction, you have one thing up for bid, and you'll get into a bidding war with people, and all of a sudden the auctioneer's up there going back and forth on who's going to pay this price and pay that price, and all of a sudden the person over here looks at the object that is to be auctioned and is trying to decide, is it worth what he's going to pay for it? And do you know how he says whether or not it's worth it? He speaks up. And oh, can I tell you, there was a bidding war for the soul of mankind. Aren't you glad God didn't quit bidding? That he kept speaking up and he kept speaking up. I, look, I'm not worth it. I'm that $2 dollar general thing. And yet my heavenly father gave his only begotten son. He thought we were worth it. He just kept speaking up. And well, you know who wins the auction? The one who has the last word. That's who wins. Can I tell you why I'm on my way to heaven today? Satan was outbid. He was outbid. The word, the Lord Jesus Christ, was made flesh. God's message to mankind was wrapped up in the bundle that we call Jesus that was born in that manger uh, on what we celebrate today as Christmas. I think about the woman at the well this morning. I, I, could, I went down so many lists this morning thinking about people whose sin had a very loud say in their life, Okay? Here she was, she'd been married five times, the man she was living with wasn't her husband. I mean, this lady, look, sin had had a say in her life. But I'm thankful sin didn't have the last say. Why? Jesus. Jesus had something to say. I'm thankful sin didn't have the last word in the woman in the well's life. Jesus had the last word. And can I tell you, she's in heaven with him today. Why? Because Jesus won the bid. He spoke up. He spoke up. Can I tell you this one? There's a demoniac in the book of Mark. Oh, he had 2,000 demons living with him. To say sin had its say in his life is an understatement. His entire life was dictated by the sin that he had in his life. And Jesus loved him enough to come over and save his soul. That's you and I today. So well, I've never had 2,000 demons in me. All right, maybe five. <laughs> Does it matter? I mean, I know some of your kids, okay, maybe 10. Doesn't matter. You were just as lost and separated from God. But watch this. God says, I'm not going to let sin have the last word. I'm going to send my son who is the word and let him have his say. And oh, I'm so thankful this morning that Jesus was God's message to man. Now in our society today, we have phrases we use, cliches. A man is only as good as what? His word. A uh, man's word is his bond. My dad's told me many times, he's gone into a bank and gotten a loan on a signature. Now you have to give him like a pinky toe, a kidney, you know, and rights to your children for 18 years, you know, to go and work at a labor camp, uh, you know, just so you can buy a car. A man's word is his bond. But think about this. If God's word is his bond, 
How good is that bond? How sure is that word? Well, keep reading. Verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. You see, Jesus is eternal. The Word is eternal. Why is that important this morning? I want you to think about this. The authority and power of the Word predates any problem you and I have ever had. I want you to let that sink in. The answer that God had for us, the word Jesus Christ that was made into flesh and dwelt among us this morning, understand this, he predated sin. He is eternal. He is sovereign this morning. You say, well, I've got this problem in my life. He was there long before the problem ever was. That's why he gets the last word. He's the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. You say, well, you know, you don't know what I've done in my life. He was there before your life. He'll be there after your life. Thanks be to God this morning that God has the last word. The last word on my soul is Jesus. That's it. When I stand before God and I don't believe he's going to ask me, but hypothetically, when I stand before God, I'll have nothing to plead. Not my works, not my religion, not my baptism, not my, my ancestry, my heritage, none of that. Not what the preacher said. The only thing I can say is Jesus. That's the last word. This morning, you need to understand what we're celebrating here today is Jesus, God's message to man. It is God wrapped in flesh, everything he wanted to say right there in the form of man. That's why 2 Corinthians 9, boy, all week long, verse 15 has been on my heart. Thanks be to God. The Bible says, for his unspeakable gift. Unspeakable. See, what do you mean by unspeakable? Unspeakable means you can't put it into words what that gift means for you and I. Our eternity hinged on that gift, that gift. You know, I love giving gifts, and this morning I had a blast watching my family open gifts that I give them. Some of them are just goofy, I'll be honest with you. And I usually, I don't know if anybody else is like this, I have to give a story before they open every gift. All right, it's not what I wanted, you know, but this is all they had, it's not the color. Hey, anybody else do that? Okay, I have to preface them before they open the gifts, and I enjoy watching their faces when they open the gifts. And, and the smile, you know, the size of the smile tells me how good of a gift it was. This is the measuring stick for the gifts that we give. I watch them open those gifts, and man, all of a sudden they smile, and the smile says it all. Can I tell you, the unspeakable gift of Jesus, there is no way to describe it in a smile. There's no way to describe it in words. It's unspeakable. I'm on my way to heaven. My name's written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I'm going to spend eternity with God. I get to leave this world behind. That's why it's unspeakable. All because of what? Jesus. Nothing else. Jesus. You see, Jesus was God's message to mankind. He was the word that was made flesh. What else was Jesus? Well, let's keep reading. Reconsider this this morning. Jesus was a message to you. A message just for you. But notice what the message was in verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. So we're not just looking at what Jesus did. We're looking at who he was. He was God's message to us. But then verse 4 shows us, number 2, Jesus was God's message of life and light. Jesus was God's message of life and light. 
Now, I want you to notice he wasn't just bringing light. He is the light. He wasn't just bringing it. He is. Do you know if you're safe here this morning and you have light in your life, it's not because of your sparkling personality, your glowing intellect, or anything else about you. If there's any light in your life, it's because of Jesus. That's it. You see why this morning, why it's an honor to be here? Because anything in my life or anything in my light, it's because of him. Because of him. It would be like you taking credit for what color your eyes are. Somebody come up to you and say, man, you have beautiful eyes. Say, yeah, I know. You had nothing to do with it. You weren't sitting there in your mother's womb shopping, you know, and I'm sure we'll get there one day where you swipe left, you know. Yeah, hazel. Yeah, they want to go with that. You know, these, these customized kids they're making now. I mean, it's just crazy the world we're living in. You had nothing to do with it. You see, the reason I'm so thankful to be here today in God's house celebrating the birth of my Savior is because if there's anything good about me, it's because of Jesus. That's it. Why? The Bible says verse 4, in him was life and the life was the light of man. He wasn't just making a delivery. He was the delivery. You know, it's like the Amazon man coming up to your door and he drops off something. Jesus wasn't here to deliver life. He was the light. He was the light and he delivered it personally. You think about that this morning. Matthew chapter 4, we read this in verse 16. The people which sat in darkness saw great light, and to them which sat in the region in the shadow of death, light is sprung up. You see, sin left us in the dark and condemned. That's what sin did. You and I were in the dark, condemned, eternally separated from God, and then God had his say. And oh, did God make a statement. That's what Jesus was, the word. He was God's statement. You ever make a statement for good or for bad? You know, sometimes you make a stand, you open your mouth, and sometimes the statement is helpful, sometimes it's not. I think we've all made statements that we regret. Sometimes we'll say something that's fruitful and encouraging. Sometimes we can say things the Bible says uh, that is corrosive and tears down. I'm so thankful that what God had to say carried so much meaning, it changed the course of my eternity. It took me from darkness to light. It took me from death to life. Oh, this morning, I'm so thankful to be in church <laughs> that I get to be here today amongst God's people talking about Jesus, the message of life and light in my life. We were standing back there a moment ago before we came out, and we were talking about uh, I went on a hunt the other day, first time forever. I went hunting, and uh, my wife just kept nudging, hey, you just get out in the woods, go hunting. I said, all right, I'll go. So I borrowed a gun, borrowed a stand, and uh, bought a license and we were in Louisiana, went hunting and just sitting there in the stand and kind of forgot how much I enjoyed it, just sitting there and listening to the birds tweet and the geese fly over and a few minutes later I look off to my left and there's this great big old hog, wild hog walking out there, over 200 pounds just walking around out there and I thought, man, you know, Christmas ham. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know that you can feel more like a man than bringing home the bacon, literally, you know, Christmas ham. And uh, so I, uh, I pulled the gun out, you know, the hogs running around out there chasing all these other hogs, and I shot, and he ran off. I think, well, that's what I get for going hunting. I missed him. Well, a few minutes later, I look out to my right, and there he is again over here, and I'm like, well, redemption. 
you know, get an opportunity to bring home the bacon. And uh, so I hung the gun out the window, shot, falls over dead. I'm so excited, you know. Uh, I, I know that probably creeps you out, you know, that you get excited about killing something, but I just enjoyed that, and it's better pigs than people, amen? So I get ready to get out of the stand. You think I'm joking. I get ready to get out of the stand, and I start feeling around in my pockets, and I left my light. Now, I don't know if you know this, hogs are dangerous, all right? They're dangerous when they're alive. They're dangerous when they're dead, all right? They'll clog your arteries. They'll kill you young, okay? Hogs are dangerous. So I'm looking around, and I don't have my light. And I'm out there. I'm like, okay, I hope he's dead. He's been sitting there 30 minutes, you know, and but I'm afraid I'm, I'm going to die out here in the woods by, by this hog. And I don't have a light to go up there and check him. So I'm standing around, you know, just kind of looking, make some noise, hoping he'll move around. And I want you to understand something. I realized something I never really thought of before. No matter how hard I tried, I could not see in the darkness. No matter how much I squinted, no matter how much I opened my eyes, there was nothing I could do to change the darkness. That's the way it is for you and I. We are in darkness and there's nothing we can do. You can strain really hard and you can try really hard, but nothing I could do could dispel the darkness that was there. And so I just did what every man would do. I just stood there and waited for the guy on the four-wheeler to come pick me up. A few minutes later, I heard, my cousin-in-law, Trey, comes riding through there. And then I was so excited because now I knew at least there would be somebody uh, to get my body after the hog got me, you know. And he comes over there and he says, hey, do you need a light? I'm like, no, I got my cell phone. <laughs> no, I needed a light, a real light. Man, I walked over there. Not only did I get one, I got both of them, actually. So we really did bring home the bacon the other day. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm thankful somebody came along and offered me a light. I was doing my best trying to strain and squint and see as best as I could, but nothing I was doing was affecting the darkness. That's the way your good works are and my good works are. There's nothing we can do in the darkness to change the darkness. Somebody had to ride up and offer us a light. And not only did he offer us a light, he offered us himself. He is the light. And oh, he brought light to our life. And the Bible says he is the light and that life was the life of man. John 10, 10, the Bible says, I am come that they may have life. They might have it more abundantly. That's why he was here. Jesus' mission was simply this, light and life. Light and life, things we could not supply for ourselves. All throughout Scripture, you read your Bible, everywhere he went, you see Jesus bringing life and light. Can I tell you, he still does. He still does. You read the Scripture about the woman at the well, the demoniac, and Bartimaeus and Zacchaeus. You're like, wow, he brought light and life to them. Can I tell you, on this Christmas morning, Jesus is still bringing light and life. You're here this morning, you've never trusted Christ. He wants to bring light and life to your life. If you're here this morning and you're saved, can I tell you something? He wants to bring an abundant light in life to you if we're willing to trust him and receive him. I think about this morning, and the Bible says in Jeremiah 18, I don't have time to go over all of this, but we know the story of the potter. And I want you to think about that, that vessel. The Bible says that it was marred. It was marred, made useless, broken, set to the side. That's you and I. That's what sin did. Sin left us marred, broken, useless. But then the Bible says he made it again. You know what he did? He gave it new life. I'm so thankful to be able to share the good news of the gospel with people. Why? Because I run into people every day that are marred just like I was and just like you were. 
I run into people who are broken and feel they are set aside and sin has had a say in their life. What a blessing to share with them that God's going to have the final word and that's through Jesus Christ and he can bring life and light into their life. What a blessing this morning. I don't know where you're at. Can I tell you something? You may be broken, feel like you're set aside and useless, but through Jesus, I can do all things through Christ, through Christ. Number one. Jesus was God's message to man. Number two, Jesus was God's message of light and life. Regardless of your situation this morning, Christ came to bring that to you. Then let's keep reading. The Bible says, if you look down to verse 12, but as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. I want you to notice that this light and this life is not automatic. The Bible says, but as many as what? That received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Not only was Jesus God's message to man, what a blessing this morning to know. God wanted to have a conversation with me, and he did it through Jesus. There's no way I can have that conversation with God and closeness with God without going through him. He was the word that was made flesh. What was the message? Light and life. I don't know where you're at, but he wants to bring you light and life into your life this morning. But finally, notice number three. The Bible says, but as many as received him. You see, Jesus was God's message to be received. Jesus was God's message to be received. Now, this seems like a no-brainer, doesn't it? No-brainer. Who wouldn't want life and light? Who wouldn't want to go from being useless to being useful, from being broken to being made whole? Who would not want that? Well, here's what you got to understand. Colossians 2.6, the Bible says, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. Just like any gift, you have to receive it. This morning, we had no problem around our Christmas tree at our house. We, we came in there. We had the alarm set for 7. We don't normally set an alarm, but we did today because we were going to come to church today. And so we want to make sure we got those things out of the way. And the main event was at 11 o'clock. So we're sitting around the tree, and Leslie has her little stash, and Miley has her stash, and I have my stash. My wife is a list person. She is organized to a T, maybe to a fault sometimes. She has a list on which ones are going to be opened at different times. And I'm just sitting there. Let's just tear in. Tornado in a trailer park, you know? Let's just, let's just open them all right there. And she's like, no, we got to go with this one first. Got to go with this one first. And me and Miley are just sitting there like, hey, you're trying to keep the right spirit. But man, holding somebody up, you know, that just quenched the spirit right there. She's like, no, this one is first. This one is second. So we're going down the line after a while, you, you know. And then she had the greatest comeback, Brother Zach. It was the greatest comeback. She says, well, I didn't wrap mine last night, so I can't remember which ones are which. Received and noted. I knew what every one of mine were because I just wrapped them about 12 hours ago before I put them underneath the tree. Can I tell you, I had no problem opening my gifts today. I had no problem. I was waiting. I was willing. I was excited. I wanted to open what was there because it was, it was mine it was to me, and it was to her, and it was to her. Now watch this this morning. Oh, Jesus is the gift. He's God's message to mankind. He is the gift of light and life. He will shine into your darkness. He will bring life and abundant life to who you are and all that you seek to be. But he has to be received. He has to be received. It's not automatic. It's not automatic. You say, well, God went through all of that trouble to send his son to live and to die. And Jesus went to the cross and was crucified. And he went through all of that work. I mean, surely it's a done deal. No. 
Every gift has to be received. You have to choose to say, okay, if this is to me and my name is on that card, then I want that and I receive that and I open that. And that's the sad truth this morning. There's a lot of people who are going to leave this life and leave the greatest gift that they've ever been offered unopened and unreceived. This past week, we got to be a part of the homegoing service for Ms. Vera Edwards. Ms. Vera Edwards, 94 years old, born with no eardrums, never heard a word in this life. I never got to sit with Ms. Vera and hear her of her childhood stories and hear about things that she had done, experiences. I never got to hear those stories, you know. And so as I prayed about what to preach for the funeral, I was like, Lord, this is going to be a little different. I've never preached a funeral for someone that was deaf. But I did know one thing. I did know that every time I went and saw Ms. Vera, she had this smile on her face. She had a great countenance about her. My daughter taught me a little bit of crude sign language so I could talk to her. And Ms. Vera would get tickled at how bad I was. Uh, I probably even, probably even insulted her a few times with my sign language. It was horrible. But you could, even, even in that, she would smile. She just had a wonderful countenance about her. And then the Lord made it very clear that even though Miss Vera never heard a word in her 94 years on this planet, she did hear the one thing that mattered. She heard the one thing that mattered. And that was the health of her countenance. She heard that a loving God cared for a lost sinner named Vera Edwards and sent his only begotten son to die for her just like he did for you. And there was a place and a time in her life where she chose to receive the gift. If that's for me, I want it. If that was bought for me, and oh, can I tell you, there was a price paid for that gift. This is not a a, a trinket or a tchotchke. This was a priceless, sinless son of God. The price was paid for you and I that we could have that conversation with God. And there was a day and a place and a time she received the gift, trusted Christ as her Savior, and she's in heaven with him today. You see, Jesus is God's message to mankind, a message of life and a message of light, but that message has got to be received. The other day, we have a ring doorbell. Boy, those are fun, aren't they? Uh, me and Miley talk to deer and cats out in our yard all the time with those. My wife thinks we're nuts, but I enjoy it. We got the, 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 the doorbell rang, doo, doo, so it comes to your phone, and no matter where you're at, you can talk to the people on there. And so I'm watching the man, you know, deliver my Amazon package. And all of a sudden, I didn't realize it was one of those packages that had to be signed for. And I'm watching the man in horror as he's standing there, and he begins to walk away with my box. I'm like, whoa, now. And so I don't know what I said to him. I said, hey, 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 you can leave it there. I, I want it. He says, you want it? I says, yes, please. He said, I'll leave it right here under your carport. You see, he rang the doorbell. He made contact, but I had to decide, hey, I want that. I'm not going to let you leave here with it. I want that. And I received it, and I was able to give my daughter her gift this morning. But I had to make the decision to answer the door. What does it say? Bible says, Revelation 3.20, behold, I stand at the door and knock. Any man will hear my voice and open the door. I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. This morning, salvation is not something you can leave at the door. It's not. You have to receive him. Here's what I believe this morning. Everyone wants what Jesus has to offer. We just don't want him. Would you let that sink in for a moment? 
You say, what do you mean by that? You may want heaven, but in order to get heaven, you've got to receive him. It's in him. What does it say? Look at verse 4. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. I believe we got into an easy believism in our world today where you can have heaven without him. You can't. You can't. There's no heaven without him. You can't say that I want the power of God without the person of Christ. You can't. It's in him. He was the message. He wasn't delivering the message. He was the message. And the only way to have heaven is to have him. The only way to have hope is to have him. I'm afraid today we have gotten into a place where we lead people in this prayer. You pray this prayer. Oh, let me tell you, you can pray prayers all day long and still die and go to hell. If you don't receive him, what does it say? But as many in verse 12, as received him, to them gave you power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. You see, you receive it through belief. All right, God, I don't know why you love me. I don't know why you sent your son. I, don't, I can't comprehend it. It's unspeakable. But if you did that for me, I receive that. I receive that. I accept and I receive and trust Christ as my personal Savior because Jesus was God's message, but I have to choose to receive that. Now, before we close, I want you to see something. John chapter 1, we read about John the Baptist, verse 15. The Bible says that John bear witness of him. John, bear witness of him. You see, John knew him, but once he knew him, it was his job to share him. And that's the fourth thing I'll leave you with today. Jesus was God's message to be shared. Oh, what a gift we've received this Christmas. Now, it's not the blender you got and maybe the fishing pole. I told Leslie it was neat yesterday coming on I-20, seeing all the different things in backs of pickup trucks. I saw a refrigerator. I hope the lady enjoyed it who got it. Saw a guy pulling a brand new bass boat. I mean, somebody got a big smile this morning. What a gift, you know. Uh, some folks got vacuums, you know. And, hey, if that's what you want, that's what you want. Some folks, hey, you miss me, I got a nice pat on the back and a nice warm hug. Hey, whatever you got, be thankful for it because it's more than we all deserve, amen. But there's no gift like the gift you've received of Jesus. That's what today is all about. It's about Jesus. God's message to man is God's message of light and life, God's message to be received, but then it's God's message to be shared. If you're thankful for life, why don't you share it? If you're thankful, listen, to have light in your life, why don't you share it? The Bible says that now that we're in the light, walk as children of light. I'm so thankful to have it, I'm going to walk in it, and I'm going to share it with somebody. Why? Because it's made all the difference in the world to me. There is nothing good about Jeremiah Andrews. There is nothing redeeming about my character. The only thing good about me is Jesus. That's it. And oh, there's a lot of bad folks out there in the world who don't know him yet, but they need to know him. Why? Because he came to deliver the message to them just as much as he did for you and I. Jesus is God's message to be shared. Are you sharing that message this Christmas season? Number one, have you received it? Have you received it? Do you know for sure if you die? So, well, I prayed a prayer to know. Have you received him? He is the light. In him is the life. Have you received Jesus? Number two, if you're a child of God this morning and if you've received the light and you have the light, are you walking as children of light? I mean, you've got life. You've got something the lost world doesn't have. The best way we can show God our thanks for his unspeakable gift, watch this, is to take full advantage of all that he's given us. Folks, this morning it's about Jesus. That's what it's about. 
If there's anything good about you and I, it's because of Jesus. And I believe this morning, God would have us leave here today with a greater burden to share this greatest of Christmas gifts. Let's stand together. Our heads are bowed and eyes are closed. Our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed. I wonder this morning, with our heads bowed and eyes closed, I wonder this morning, is there someone here? Maybe you've prayed a prayer. Maybe you've been baptized. Maybe you're a church member. They say, you know what, I, I've never received him. I'm not sure that if I died that I'm, I'm going to heaven, but I want to receive that gift. If that gift was for me, I want to receive it this morning. You say, Brother Jeremiah, I'm not sure that if I died I'd go to heaven, but I want to receive Jesus today. Would you pray for me? Lift your hand right up and right down. I'm not sure. All I want to do is pray for you. That's it. I'm not sure that I've received the gift, but I want to receive Jesus this morning. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saved and you're thankful for what Jesus did for you and you're thankful that you're on your way to heaven. Can I ask you, if he's given you life and he's given you light, are we walking as children of light? Are we sharing the good news of that gift that made us who we are today, that gave us our hope? Why don't we leave here today with a greater burden to share the hope of heaven, which is in Jesus? Father, I thank you this morning for sending your only begotten son to live and to die for us. Father, I'm thankful, Lord, that you loved me while I was yet a sinner. You sent him to die for us. Thank you, Father, for wanting to have the last word that sin had its say in my life. And Lord, like all of us, left us in the darkness facing death, separated from you. But thank you, Father, that you sent Jesus the word that was made flesh. Thank you for having the last word on my eternity. If there's one here today who is not sure that they're saved, Lord, I pray they receive Jesus. For those of us that are saved today, Father, I pray we take this good news, the gift of Jesus to a lost world who's still yet in darkness without him, for it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Our heads are bowed this morning. Our eyes are closed. So what's the message today? Reconsider the Christ of Christmas. Are you celebrating a holiday, missing the holy day? Realizing that Today is all about Him. 